Ladies and gentlemen, live from the world's most beautiful city, San Francisco, California, Ring Talk, your inside look into the world of boxing and mixed martial arts. I expose people to magic. I expose them to something they're never otherwise going to see in their boring, normal lives. And I gave that to them. Ring Talk on Sports Byline is brought to you by the World Boxing Organization and ringtalk.com. That's how I roll. And now, the host of the longest-running fight show in history. Radical people like Sean Penn and Mel Gibson and Colin Farrell and Pedro Fernandez. Radical people. Damas y caballeros, bienvenidos. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. To the WBO Boxing Hour brought to you by the World Boxing Organization, live from the Sports Byline Studios in the City by the Bay, San Francisco, California. My name is Pedro Fernandez. I'm the reigning, the defending, the undisputed heavyweight champion on the radio airways, having defended that title off for better than 31 years. Straight up today, we're talking boxing, two hours of combat sports here on the Sports Byline broadcaster, of course, iHeartRadio, Sirius XM, Satellite Radio. CRN2, I mean, we've got iTunes, Stitcher.com, TuneIn.com. Straight up, this is Ring Talk Live Worldwide, the longest-running fight show in history. Today, we're going to talk with a, hmm, how do I put this? I think he's a future Hall of Famer as a referee. I'm talking about referee Pat Russell. He's very, very deep. We're going to get deep with Pat Russell today. We'll talk about some of the WBO title results uh, of the past weekend. Of course, Manny Pacquiao. Arrived in Los Angeles yesterday for his fight, of course, April the 9th against Tim Bradley in Las Vegas, Nevada. Nobody's excited about that. Not even members of Pacquiao's family. So lots of things to talk about. Of course, Gennady Golovkin, the middleweight situation coming to a head pretty soon. Uh, my man, Andre Ward, unbeaten 2004 Olympic gold medalist going at the Oakland Coliseum March 26th against the Colombian Challenger. So it figures to be a good fight. 175, of course, that sets up the match with the unbeaten crusher. The WBO light heavyweight champion, Sergio Kovalov, man. I mean, the real deal, guys. He's a crusher. They call him the crusher with a K. Him and Andre Ward hooking it up. In 2016, should Ward get by Barrera? And we expect that. This is Ring Talk Live Worldwide. We do have open phone lines coast to coast. If you'd like to join me, you can. 1-800-878-7529. That's 1-800-878-7529. Wait, wait. I even got the Skype thing going. You can call me on Skype as well, and the address is Sports Byline and the number two. So as Cuban Gooding talks, I'll tell you this is Ring Talk Live Worldwide on Sports Byline, iHeartRadio, Sirius XM, Satellite Radio, and AFN Radio. Hi, Rick Tittle here. You may know me as the sports talk host that I can talk about all sports, football, basketball, baseball, hockey, soccer, golf, tennis, auto racing, boxing, Olympics, rollerball. But this time I'm here to talk about pain. If you have pain in your knee or your back like I do, then you should know about the Health Alert Hotline. If Medicare is your primary insurance, then you could qualify for a back or knee brace at little or no charge. I have an old injury from my football playing days. And anything that can help take that pain away and make it more manageable, that has my attention. I love the free delivery, and they take care of the paperwork for you. So if you have Medicare and need help for back, ankle, knee, or shoulder pain, please call the Health Alert Hotline at 800-428-1570. That's 800-428-1570. Agents are standing by 24-7, so go ahead and call now. 800-428-1570. 
Tired of paying outrageous prices for prescription drugs? Well, we have great news. Now you can finally get prescription drugs at huge discounts from Canada Drug Center. That's right, the most popular drugs for cholesterol, high blood pressure, depression, diabetes, arthritis, and many more are now up to 75% off. Why pay U.S. pharmacy prices when you can get brand name drugs at the lowest price? Call today and get up to 75% off all the popular brand name prescription drugs. Never pay high prices again. Get the most popular drugs at huge savings from our Canadian and international pharmacies and fulfillment centers. No insurance? No problem. Prices are so low you do not need benefits or insurance to get all your prescriptions fast, easy, and affordable. Operators are waiting to take your call now. Order today and get free shipping. Just call 800-950-1180. Up to 75% off all the popular brand name prescription drugs and free shipping. Call 800-950-1180. That's 800-950-1180. Rebuild or replace transmission, $3,200. Anti-lock brake system, $1,000. Rebuild or replace engine, $2,400. Truth is, once your manufacturer's warranty runs out, it's all on you. Every last cent. Get protection for covered repairs with a vehicle service contract from Toco Warranty. Unlike other companies, with Toco, there's no down payment, and the monthly payments are really affordable. Not sure how long you're keeping your car? At Toco, you can pay as you go. Keep your hard-earned cash and call Toco Warranty right now at 800-222-2313 to save big money on covered auto repairs. Prices vary by vehicle, but for about the cost of a tank of gas per month, a Toco plan has your back on expensive covered car repairs. Monthly payments are very affordable. Get your free quote now. Call Toco at 800-222-2313. That's 800-222-2313. 800-222-2313. Cancellation fee may apply. Subject to eligibility. Not available in Missouri and Washington. Waiting period and deductible apply. Coverage provided and administered by Warrantech Corporation or its affiliates. Not affiliated with any manufacturer or dealership. Visit tocowarranty.com for complete terms and conditions. Sometimes we have to fight. Even if we know we're going to lose, we still have to fight. I don't know why. I, why can't you just say, hey, listen, you won. I don't want to do this. Right. But even though we got to lose, we know we're going to get the sh- kicked out of us. But we got to fight this guy like we're going to kick his ass like we're a bully. Now more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. That's a voice I'd know anywhere. <laughs> Check it, 12 and a half minutes past the hour. This is Ring Talk Live Worldwide. My name is Pedro Fernandez. And of course, I am the man, the undisputed heavyweight champion of the radio. And remember, it's not bragging when you're boasting, folks. So straight up, I've been doing this a long time now, 31 plus years now. Often imitated, but unfortunately for my competition, <laughs> never duplicated. Last night, the WBO 135-pound title was on the line. Liverpool, the UK, I'm talking about Terry Flanagan remaining undefeated now. Kids looking good. Unanimously winner in 12 rounds over Derby Matthews. It was a predicted win, but now uh, Flanagan pushes his record to 30-0 with 12 KOs as WBA 135-pound champion, and Matthews drops to 38-10. It was at the Echo Arena and, of course, the city that brought us the Beatles and, of course, past past, Weedle, past week. The uh, executive producer of most of the Beatles records, I'm talking about George Martin, passed away, Sir George Martin, at the age of 90, and I wanted to mention that. But Liverpool, England, last night, Echo Arena, Scores of 117-11 twice and 115-112. So undefeated WBO uh, Fighter of the Year for 2015, Terry Flanagan, the champion at 135 pounds. Now, straight up, hmm, I got to tell you this. You know, when you look at really good fighters and you say to yourself, is this guy going to be good? Well, he looks good here and he looks good there, but, you know, it shows a few leaks here and there. But, see, fighters are like ships, and I try to tell people this. They're like boats. What do I mean by that? Well, the hole is perfect until they're until until it has a little leak in it. And some guys have a little leak, like maybe they get cut, or maybe they don't take a punch too well, 
or maybe their distance, maybe their endurance, they can't go a long way, you know what I'm saying, or they can't punch that well. So they've got some inefficiencies, okay? Inefficiencies are meant to be overcome with will and skill, and that's the way you do things. And I look at Rocky Martinez, of course, the WBO 130-pound champion, tough as nails, man. Yeah, I'm tough as nails. I mean, this guy's just, I, I, you see him, and he's just, he is the, 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 the real-life Rocky Balboa at 130 pounds, the WBO champion. Anyway, he got hurt, and Miguel Burchett uh, was gonna was supposed to fight him. Of course, Burchett coming in at 29-1, ranked the number one contender with 26 KOs, 28-1. Now went to 29-1 in the interim title fight. Of course, uh, Martinez getting hurt at 10 days ago, so at the last minute, George Jupe jumped in. He was the number three guy. Came in at 13-1, left at 13-2, unsurprisingly, but uh, straight-up KO6, brutal KO for Michael Burchelt, so we're looking for him to do big things at 130 pounds when he clashes with the real champion. I'm talking about Rocky Martinez. And, of course, there's some announce, fights announced as far as the WBO is concerned. I'm talking about the cruiserweight champion. This Glowacki guy is crazy. I call him cries. They call him head Glowacki. We're just going to call him head, okay? He's 25-0, 16 KOs. He, I mean, he beat down Marco Huck. I expected Marco Huck to lick him like a stamp. I mean, I, I know Galaki was good, but I thought that Marco Huck was just a step better. Uh, just a, I mean, he was a solid, solid cruiserweight, 205, 200-pound guy. Maybe coming down from 230, 235. So he was coming down. He had size. He had weight. He had good boxing. You know, he had it all. He, he had a lot of ability. But, you know, Galaki like, beat him like a drum. So straight up, the Polish fighter is for real. And we'll see how for real he is as far as American contenders are concerned when he takes on former IBF Cruiserweight champion Steve USS Cunningham, 28-7, 13 waxes, April 16th at the Barclay Center in Brooklyn, New York. And speaking of Brooklyn, I'll be there April the 9th. Anyway, Glock, as I said, 25-0, 16 kills. The best fighter going pound for pound as far as the Cruiserweight is concerned. That's what I'm told. He is the WBO champion. Speaking of WBO champions, the man that wants the WBO championship at 175 pounds is Andre Ward. Of course, Andre Ward is the man uh, had captured the 2004 Olympic gold medal, the Super Six tournament, the longtime 168-pound champion. He has uh, given up that title, moved up to 175 now. What is he? 27 and 0. That's a 28 and 0. 15 KOs. Of course, hasn't fought real regularly. You got to give him. You know, he's he's the most average, active guy in the world. I mean, look at this. And since 2010. In 2010, he had two fights. One with Alan Green, one Saki Obika. Then he went 2011 with Arthur Abraham. 2011, Carl Brock. 2012, Chad Dawson. 2013, Edwin Rodriguez. 2015, Paul Smith. That was it. Well, you know, he's sort of been missing in action. Sullivan Barrera is the opponent at the house that Steph built. I'm talking about Steph Curry, the Oakland Coliseum, the Oak Oracle Arena, home of the Golden State Warriors Championship 2015 team. Uh, Barrera comes in 17-0 with 12 KOs. He's from South America. He can punch, and if Andre Ward doesn't bring his full, you know, you got to pack your lunch. When you fight these Colombians, you have to pack your lunch. You know what? You look the other way, and you can ask uh, Amir Khan that. You look the other way, you take one guy slightly, and these Colombians can punch. They can punch for real. I kid you not, folks. Of course, uh, Bradis Prescott knocking out Amir Khan and exposing that chin for what it is. Amir Khan, Canelo Alvarez, of course, the middleweight championship coming up in a couple of months, a winner to take on. Janondi Golovkin, big deal there. I think that's going to be a great fight as far as Golovkin and Canelo is concerned. But the real guy, the real guy at 165, right? 168 right now. Who is that? The super middleweight division is vacant. Andre Ward is champion no more. So we've got champions at 175. Talk about Sergey Kovalov. Champions at 160. Talking about Janondi Golovkin. But in between, 
it's faking. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Next up, we'll spend an interview. I call it Unplugged, an unplugged interview with referee Pat Russell. He talks about a variety of subjects, a bit of a, uh, he knows his stuff because he's well-versed. We'll talk with Pat in depth. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide on Sports Byline, iHeartRadio, Sirius XM, Satellite Radio, CRN2, and for all the troops out there, hey, babies, the American Forces Network. Nicholas Rowley, Courtney Rowley, Dominic Pachota are trial lawyers who deeply care about their clients. The Trial Lawyers for Justice law firm with offices in Des Moines, Waterloo, Decorah, Iowa, St. Paul, Minnesota, Chicago, and California. Trial Lawyers for Justice handles catastrophic personal injury, wrongful death, and medical malpractice cases throughout the country. The Trial Lawyers for Justice firm has won through caring about clients and refusing to settle cheap and believing in the justice system hundreds of millions of dollars in record-setting jury verdicts and settlements. Injury victims and their families will call 888-811-0844. 888-811-0844. And do it now if you believe you have a case and get the justice you and your family members deserve. Call 888-811-0844. Trial Lawyers for Justice. Tired of paying outrageous prices for Viagra? Well, we have great news for you. Now you can finally get Viagra at huge discounts. Healthy Man allows you to save up to $500 on Viagra. Why pay U.S. pharmacy prices of $15 per pill or more when you can get Viagra for less than $3 a pill? Call today and get 40 Viagra pills for only $99. This can cost as much as $600 at your local pharmacy. You can't afford not to call us. If you want Viagra at the lowest prices, never pay $15 a pill pharmacy prices again. Get Viagra for less than $3 a pill. Call 877-663-7126 today and save up to $500 and get 40 pills for just $99. Healthy Man is fast, easy, and affordable. Operators are waiting at 877-663-7126 to take your call now. Call 877-663-7126. That's 877-663-7126. Again, 877-663-7126. If you or someone you love suffers from drug addiction, now is the time to utilize your private health insurance PPO plan. If eligible, receive up to $30,000 or more in substance abuse benefits with low or no out-of-pocket cost. We are the National Treatment Network, the premier drug and alcohol treatment referral service operating 24-7. We help connect you with facilities nationwide that accepts PPO private health insurance for substance abuse. If you have PPO substance abuse coverage and you need immediate admittance to a medical detox or residential rehab treatment center, call us now. Call our live referral helpline today. The call is free. This program is not available to Medicare or Medicaid customers. Call 800-296-0906. 800-296-0906. That's 800-296-0906. Now, more Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. Yeah, that's him, man. 
February 1996, Boxing After Dark hit the air, folks. The L.A. Farm, I was sitting in the first row, and this referee sprung to start him. His name was Pat Russell out of San Diego, California, of course, a veteran. Have you retired now officially, Pat? I have retired from the ring. I am still a uh, boxing judge. Fantastic. What was that night like? I mean, the Boxing After Dark, I, I was doing a radio show across the street, I remember, coming over and sitting down there, and Jack Fisk and I were there, the old Jack Fisk. Everybody was there. Barrera was like 39-0, and 0, and Kenny McKinney had only lost one fight prior. I mean, this was a mega, mega bout. It, well, and, and the, um, you know, they had great corners. And the other thing was is that there was a lot of personal animosity, um, probably because of miscommunication. Imagine that. Um, it, during the, uh, the weigh-in, for, to his credit, I guess, McKinney went all, uh, all hoodie on, um, on Barrera trying to drum up interest in the fight, and he started calling everything, and he says, I'll make you so ugly that even your mother wouldn't recognize you. Well, Marco didn't understand what he said, so he turned to his uh, corner and said, Kay? And his manager said, to Madre. Well, you know, <laughs> and, they, and God bless him, Marco turned right around and cracked him right there at the weigh-in. <laughs> so when they got into the ring, I, you know, I don't know how things are, Pedro. Like most of life, you know, we start off slow and then we work our way to a higher level. That fight started off in round one. On the very first punch, they were uh, they were out to hurt each other. I mean, that's that's how that fight started, and then it went on from there. And it was an experience. It truly was. Um, and I'm glad you enjoyed it. I'll tell you, at the end, all I remember was it was, you know, we went to that. I think it stopped in the 12th round. I, I called the fight in the 12th mm-hmm. round when that kid had had enough. And uh, it was as good a fight up to that point as I'd ever been in. And uh, admirable stuff, wonderful stuff. Pat Russell, San Diego-based referee, former law enforcement official, is our guest. Um, and you're talking about sucker punches at the L.A. Forum. The best sucker punch I ever saw was when Riddick Bowe cracked Larry Donald. You remember that one? <laughs> I do, yes. Holy, I do. was that the punch of all? Good Lord, you almost, that, that, was, that was assault with a deadly weapon or whatever you want to call it. That was crazy. Sure. Sure. I mean, the forum just, I don't know about you, Pedro, but you can just sit there and, and, and think, think of the forum, and there must have been a hundred great fights uh, that, that went on there. Um, geez, Chickenitos Hernandez fought out at that place. It was, it was bi-week, bi-weekly boxing mayhem, no doubt about absolutely. it. I mean, absolutely. Absolutely. And at the end, we had Chick Hearn as an announcer, too. I, just, I, I have I, to say, one of the more professional announcers I've ever seen, he actually... What he didn't know about the sport, he went out and dug it up, and he was uh, he was really a lot of fun to work with. It was just fun. I worked a couple cards with him. He wasn't a bad guy. He really wasn't a bad guy. I, I got a um, I got a question for you. When you look back at the Barrera McKinney fight, and, and McKinney was wearing down there at the end, h- how do you make the decision to stop the fight? I mean, what, what's 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 the what's the what are the factors that bring in the stopping of a fight? Well, it, 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 Pedro, you were a policeman, and I, and I would tell you this: at what point? Does anything become a, um, an area where you absolutely positively have to respond? That, and I think whatever that trigger is, whatever that tripwire is, or whatever that fence is, or whatever your image is, once that image is reached, then without question, you've got to step in and save a life. I mean, what, what is lucky, I guess, in some senses, is that the referee gets to watch the deterioration process go on for, for periods of time. You get to watch them recover from certain things. You get to watch them, uh, you know, where you think that they can go. But it's somewhere down the line, you've got to have a tripwire where you say, this is enough, and I'm going to stop it. And I, I tell people there's two things you have to do. Number one, you have to make a decision. And number two is you have to live with it. 
And if you if you stop at one punch too slow, the Goldilocks theory, well, you stopped at one punch uh, too late, and this kid got injured. If you stop at one punch too early, then everybody goes, geez, he could have gone on a little further. And then somewhere in the middle, I guess, is the perfect stop. But here's what we don't know. What we don't know is the history that brought that kid to that point and that this is cumulative injury. And in my humble estimation, uh, I think when you develop the judgment that when, you're, when you decided that kid's had enough that day, then stop it. And I guess my final comment about that would be um, the great Arthur McCanty Sr. Yeah. Stopped the fight one time, and the kid looked at him. And, you know, these fighters are professional athletes. They stop. I mean, they get hurt. They're absolutely helpless. You stop and hold them for a couple of seconds. They recover like that. And the next thing you know, they're looking at you going, geez, I want to fight some more, because that's their nature. They're warriors. And this kid looked at Arthur Mercanti and said, come on, ref, let me go back. I got some more. I got some more. And Arthur Mercanti said the perfect statement when he said, I know you do, son, but not tonight. Hmm. And stop the fight. It was wonderful. And I think that's probably the best summary of what you do and how you do it. Uh, at the time, and the integrity of the game was that particular statement. The great Arthur McCandy, of course, the referee of the Ali Frazier fight, of course, which celebrated, I think, 45 years this past uh, March the 8th. But I got, I got to talk about McCandy for a second. He was a physical freak. He had a pull-up bar between his kitchen and his uh, and leaving the kitchen, I think. So every time one of his kids came into the room, they had to pull 10 pull-ups, okay? So he was a physical fitness freak. So he and I are in Los, uh, he and I are in Atlantic City in the Sands Hotel in some health club or something like that, and we're we're having we're I'm on like 135, 140 pounds, maybe 155, nothing, very very light, and 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 he's in his 70s or 70s, and we're doing pull-ups, and he's equaling me. Wow. I did wow. 20, he did 20. I said, oh, oh, wow. there's no way this guy no, and he did 20 of them, man. He was an amazing, amazing guy, of course. Passed away a couple of years ago, but that Ali Frazier fight, that first Ali Frazier fight, was amazing. Now he scored that Ali first, that first Ali Frazier fight. Should you be scoring fights as a referee? You know, no. I and and candidly, that's a whole separate discipline to evaluate what you've just seen uh, in one in one three minute uh, deal as opposed to a uh, as opposed to a referee. Now, your concerns are a whole lot different. What's going on? How do you keep that fight somehow within the level of? Uh, justice so that it comes to its natural conclusion, whether or not this kid can continue. I mean, there's a lot of other things going on, not the least of which is trying to figure out who won that round. I mean, and honestly, uh, Pedro, there's been rounds at the end of it where it was so intense, I had no idea what the uh, what the score was. I, you could have, you, I was as uh, I was so focused on other stuff. I would, if you asked me to judge, I could have given. I wouldn't have been able to give you a legitimate uh, score. I really wouldn't. I, I can't. Th- I think it was Harry. I think I'm pretty sure it was Harry Gibbs, the English judge, who was the judge and referee. I think it was him. I think he gave Edwin Rosario a fight over Cornelius Boza Edwards, or some fight like that. It was in England, and 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 and, 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 and Rosario didn't win the fight. But what was sort of funny was that. When the fight was over, the referee just walked over and raised the guy's hand. That was it. Yeah. I mean, there was no points, no dis, no no scores. Nothing. He won. Yep, that's well. That's England, and I think England has a different discipline. They also have a different way of bringing their officials up to their what they call their star level. And you know, they they're very harsh on their judgments, and you know, legitimately, that uh, you know, you get to a certain point, they think, okay, let's try it at the next level. But for unless anything less than championship fights, it's the referee who determines that, and you know. So once you do that, you would extrapolate or put that into your game, and you would sit there and add that as one of the things you had to do. But thankfully, 
in this state and certainly, uh, and I think in the United States, you don't have to do that, and I appreciate that. I think that's a, that's a separate discipline to sit there and, and say, insert yourself between the punch that knocks a kid out and the punch that does damage to a kid. That's a, that's, that's a difficult thing to do. I wouldn't want to add anything else to that. You know, I was, I was partners with the great Alexis Arguello and spent some time with him in Nicaragua, but I, I remember when he fought Andy Ganning, and I think in May of like nine, 1979, somewhere around there at the, 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 Aladdin, the old Aladdin Hotel in Vegas, uh, Ganning knocked him down with a big left to a big left in the first round. He was in the southpaw in the first or second round. But in the third round, he hit Arguello so hard, I watched Arguello's eyes spin around in his head. And then he told me later in life, he goes, it wasn't the punch that knocked me down. It was that punch one round later. Absolutely. You know I mean? So it isn't the punch that's always that knocked you down. Um, you talked about United States boxing there for a second. We're talking with Pat Russell, folks, esteemed retired referee, still a California judge going around the world, I'm sure, by, uh, judging fights uh, with the WBO. I saw him at the WBO convention in uh, October down in Orlando, Florida, which he he left a day early on me. So, that, you know, that kind of stuff we didn't get to drink at the bar. Um but the bottom line is, you know, the British, Frank Warren, probably single-handedly, he's rebuilt boxing in that country. Now, Al Heyman sort of tried to do the same thing here, but I'm not seeing the same results. Are you? Um, actually, I think it's a little premature. I think we ought to give it a little bit of time. We now have, um, at least for mainstream media, if there is such a thing, mainstream sports media, we now have an American champion, legitimate American champion at the heavyweight level. That's a, that's a big deal. That's a big deal in the sense that, you know, professional football is a bigger deal than high school football. Um, you and I are aficionados of the sport. We, I listen. The best fight I ever saw was, um, <laughs> well, you know, McKinney and uh, and Barrera certainly would be in there. Vasquez, Marquez, Bradley, Provodnikov. Well, all those are much lesser weights, and there, there's a different thing going on. But for the for the fan that's the casual fan, if there is such a thing. I think the heavyweight division is a big division. The other thing is, and I give Mr. Heyman all the credit in the world, is he is bringing fights back where we can watch fights, competitive fights, for free, if there is such a thing, on, our, on major networks. And that's, that's a big deal for exposing the talent of these young men and women as they go forth in this. I think the model maybe would be UFC, which was brilliantly executed uh, by Dana White. But I think it's... I think it's premature. Boxing continues to thrive. I can't tell you how many times that you do a fight and there's you know, people walk up to you you wouldn't think are boxing fans at all and have a really a very articulate critique of your performance sometimes, and then certainly they would talk about the fight and and get the added in, uh, aspects of what goes on. So I'm I'm thinking it's go, I, it'll never it'll never go away. It just won't. And I think candidly, I think there's going to be a resurgence of it. Boxing fans are definitely not pro wrestling fans. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, I, Pat, I used to go out to the Cow Palace here in San Francisco and, and watch watch wrestling for like a decade. And the little old ladies would have their own seats. They'd have their own seat for they have the seat for each match. It was like a season ticket, okay? And they sit there and kill the bum, cut them, make them bleed. I mean, these these ladies were in their seventies. I mean, oh my god, they took that stuff really, really seriously. Did you, did you ever referee any wrestling? No, 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 no. Thank you. Okay. All right. It, it, well, they, at one point in time, there were athletic commission uh, uh, referees doing that back in the day. Yeah, and the other thing, well, the reason they did that was the athletic commission ran the show. I mean, they had a, they, what they were doing was collecting their taxes and making sure it was all good. And uh, and I think the WWF um, 
forgotten the. Uh, I think they've got, his daughter they, now runs. They the want, yeah. Vince McMahon they, wanted to go. He wanted to go theatric. They took all that off the table because they really basically wanted to have their own doctors and you know their own choreography and all that stuff. And it's it's sports entertainment. You know, it's not sports. It's sports entertainment. I'm I'm not taking anything away from the athleticism of of these fantastic. I, I think they're fantastic athletes to do what they're doing and and uh, and make it over that period of time. Wow. Well, you but, remember, you remember Freddie Blassie, of course. Oh yeah, Freddie. I mean, what he did to a kid and and. They're in, they're, he's in Hawaii. It's 1964 and 1965. He's in Hawaii with, with boxing promoter, legendary promoter, Don Chargan. So some kid comes up to him on the beach and says, Mr. Blassie, can I have an interview? And Mr. Blassie, Fred Blassie got up and kicked sand all over the kid. I wow, kid, really? Well, that's the, that was his image, you know, the bad yeah. guy image, right? So he got up there, he actually did it. So the kid's father came over and was going berserk, you know. Chargan had to break, Chargan had to break that one up. Do you remember Pepper Gomez? Sure. I mean, he's from. He died in Hayward, California, Fremont, yeah, California. Well, I, I saw him years. It must be twenty years ago at Scoma's restaurant in San Francisco. He, he was one of the Mater D's. He was. So was Pat Valentino. Really? Yeah. Well, well, well let me tell you, Pat, Pat being the, a Mater D at at, uh, at Scoma's. Um, I had won. I think my second or third Golden Glove championship. We had a limo, and then we were rolling around town and having drinks and this and that. And they said, "Let's go somewhere nice to eat." I said, "Let's go to Scoma's." You go, Pete, man, Scoma, this is, you know, you, you got to have a reservation. Go to Scoma. I said, Pat Valentino will take care of us. Don't worry about it. So we roll up there. And I roll in there, and Pat comes out. He goes, yeah, Pedro, Bob, so we're talking for about a couple of minutes. He goes, so so, so when do you fight again, Pedro? I said, eh, probably in about eight, seven or eight weeks, two months. I think you're talking a couple of months from now. He goes, yeah, well, by then you might sober up. Okay, and I went, am I, am I that drunk? He goes, I've never seen you this drunk. Go sit down. So anyway, we went and sat me down, but he took care of us, of course. Pepper Gomez, the man with the cast iron stomach. The legendary Ray Stevens and he were supposed to hook it up in 1962 in an outdoor bout here at the Cal- uh, at the Candlestick Park, which was just raised a few mo- uh, few weeks ago. Um, they were supposed to hook it up in this 50,000-seat outdoor baseball stadium, and Ray Stevens broke his leg, and Pepper Gomez hated him until the day he lied. But Pepper was a good guy. I saw him, I guess, about... Mm, I guess about seven or eight years ago over in the East Bay at a shopping center. I got to say hello to him. He was like a wonderful man. Pat. He was. It was great. He told he was. He had that story. Ray Pencil Neck. Um, Stevens. Stevens. My yeah. goodness. What a, uh, that goes back to the old KTVU days on Channel 2 uh, on Friday nights. That was, oh that was our big entertainment back in the day. Referee extraordinaire Pat Russell on Ring Talk Live Worldwide. You're inside looking to the world of boxing, of course. 32 years now. Catch us live on Sports Byline, iHeartRadio, Sirius XM Satellite Radio, the American Forces Network, at CRN2. This is Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Hey, and you know it. Sports Byline's library of more than 12,000 interviews is a treasure. I'm Ron Barr, and we want your help in protecting, sharing, and continuing to build this sports interview treasure. We've launched a GoFundMe campaign, so please go to sportsbyline.com funding and donate so you can be a part of preserving and continuing to build this unique collection of sports interviews. Everyone who donates receives a link to a special commemorative collection of the Sports Byline interview library. Thank you for your support and help. 
Okay, listeners, here's something I'm really excited about. Adventure Connection has true wine tasting and California white water rafting trips combined. Located just one hour east of Sacramento near Coloma, this trip is rated Class 3 for beginning and experienced paddlers alike. But you got to be at least 21 years of age because there's great wine tasting. One day of chauffeured wine tasting followed by a day of white water rafting 11 miles of the chili bar run, including meat grinder, triple threat, and Troublemaker Rapids on California's most popular Whitewater River. A night of camping and four meals are also included. Call Adventure Connection at 1-800-556-6060. Again, the number is Adventure Connection at 1-800-556-6060 for more details or visit www.raftcalifornia.com. There's nothing that looks better than a well-kept lawn. I'm Danny Lipper with tips for today's homeowner. Stay tuned and we'll talk about how to make yours the best one on the block this season right after this. Old, ugly, or damaged bathtubs and sinks don't have to be ripped out and replaced. Save money and give new life to bathroom fixtures with Homax Toughest Tile Spray-On Epoxy Finish. Preparation is the key, so follow the directions carefully and don't cut any corners. With Homax Toughest Tile, you can refinish your bathtub or sink yourself and get great results without hiring a professional. Homax, creating better homes. Whether you're growing a lawn in some newly cleared space or you're just frustrated with your current lawn and just want to start over, there are a couple of basic beginning points for everyone. Before you start, it's important to have your soil tested for both acidity and fertility. You'll need to add lime if the soil is acidic. That's a pH level that's well below 7. You may also need other amendments. Organic matter like peat is great for loosening hard clay soil and adding nutrients to sandy soil. In some cases, a nitrogen-based fertilizer is also needed. Then, before you plant, consult some local experts about which seed mixture works best under your area's conditions. Some grasses tolerate heat or moisture better than others, and you'll want a mix that will thrive throughout the year. I'm Danny Lippard with tips for today's homeowner. Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. Just what do you think of him as a fighter, huh? His footwork's lousy. He can't count a punch. His timing stinks. And he doesn't breathe properly. But you'll like him as a person. He has a nice smile. Bringing back referee Pat Russell, of course, San Diego, California is where... How did you watch TV on KTVU? Were you living up here in Northern California? I was a Bay Area kid. I went, uh, graduated from, uh, eventually, from Santa Clara University. And uh, I lived in San Jose for most of my uh, growing up. And I went in the service and never came back. Wow, I mean, you know, because Hank Renner took over, but the guy, the, I can't remember the first guy, he's still alive, the announcer, it was a big old announcer, and, I, and it may come to me here and there, but but um, he wouldn't take any guff from the wrestlers, even during the, when they were acting, okay, he wouldn't take any guff from them, because he was bigger than them, okay, yep. so, so I can't, oh, it's killing me, I can't think of his name right now, anyway, but he was the only guy that wouldn't, then they brought in a, a guy that was a personality opposite, Hank Renner, that took all the smack, this and that, but th- those were good days, Roy Shire, you know, he was the guy that paved the way for Vince McMahon Jr. As far as all these different events he had, like the Battle Royal and stuff like that, that was all that was all Roy Shire's creations. Sure, sure. Those guys were smart. They were great marketers. And um, you know, in those days, I think boxing had a different marketing style. For the most part, in California, in Northern California, it was Don Chargan. God bless him. Uh, arguably, uh, I still think maybe the greatest promoter ever. 
and um, and in Southern California, he was all you know. He had the the the, um, the fights over the Grand Olympic Auditorium and Eileen Eaton and all that. I mean, this was a great state for boxing, and and it still is a great state for boxing. But it was a marvelous uh, marvelous time to be a kid. And I can remember going to these gyms, you know, just being a kid in the gym, you know, and have fifty guys in that gym at the same time, uh, sparring, working out. Uh, the CYO used to have leagues. Yep. It was a big deal back in those days, and it was it was important. I think it was a, a great structure. And I think boxing always has been a, a great tool to learn a lot of disciplines that hold you in great stead later on in life. I really believe that to this day. I have come of the uh, notion or the belief that um, football is more dangerous than boxing. What do you think of that? Absolutely, without question. And the other the other portion about about that is is what you have to do to compete at certain levels and what you have to do to your body to maintain that level of competition. And the minute you start adding weight to your body because you, you need bulk to be able to handle a 275-pound charging lineman and you weigh 320 pounds, that's not doing your joints or your uh, major organs, certainly your heart, any good. And I think in the long run now, we've made it so competitive at such a level that there is no room for making mistakes. In fact, I, I think in, in all of sports, we've made mistakes a, um, something to be, you know, you're supposed to be humiliated by mistakes. I've always thought that being a champion, and what I was brought up with, was that a champion overcomes every adversity put in front of him, including the mistakes of the officials. That, you know, if you didn't get the call going into the end zone, you go back, you say, you missed that call uh, blue, or you missed that call stripes, you go back to the uh, – the huddle, call it up again, maybe do a different slant. You go in there and you make that catch, and that's what, what your definition was. You exposed your character. But I think maybe it's a different different deal now because it's such a big business. It's really, in some ways, kind of like the sports entertainment business that wrestling has become for professional football for me. Interesting. I, I run a figure by if if 1% of the NFL players that are making all this money died a horrible death like Alzheimer's and and dementia and, and can't walk like Jim Otto, double O, former from the Oakland Raiders Center. He can't even get out of bed and things like that. Um, if 1% of these guys were to end up like that, I would consider it important. But if the number's up around 10% or something like that, maybe we need to look at football and really seriously look at it. Well, well yeah, I and mean, everything is how do you diagnose it? At what point down the line do you say this is, this is important? And, and listen, this country – is famous for allowing people to take risks and for not being able to stand up when those risks have uh, detrimental results. I mean, I, uh, without getting political about it, the whole idea about dioxin poisoning overseas was something that literally the veterans in this, uh, in this society had to force the government to stand up to the uh, mistakes and to the, uh, and to the risks that they gave them, unnecessary mistakes, as it turned out. And we can go through the Gulf War syndrome, et cetera. You know, the business is in the business of making money. They're not in the business of taking care of you over a long period of time. That's not their, their point. That's not a profit motive that you can figure in. And, you know, I think perhaps there's a little bit of that going on right here. I mean, if I'm a football player and I'm reminded of that, that linebacker from uh, San Francisco who recently retired, that kid took a look around. He said, you know what? This is a business decision, and my business has got to be that I've got to live to, you know, be 85 years old and be cognitive knowing what I'm doing. I decide not to be a football player anymore, and he walked away. You know, you talked about government government oversight and things like that. What about Flint, Michigan? Does that blow you away or what? Oh, oh. well, 
You know, Pedro, and, and I'll go back to this, and I'm sure you could talk about it. It just seems to me that when you are given a public trust, you are also given a public responsibility, and you are held to a higher standard than the average citizen in, the, in this country. So if you're a, a firefighter, you are expected to take the risk to go into that burning building, uh, risk yourself, risk your, uh, your people that you're with, to pull out somebody who's alive or to stop the fire in that structure. If you're a police officer, you're held to a certain standard, not only on duty, but off duty, that you are going to be held that your word is your bond, that what you say goes is it. Why does that not apply to, pl- uh, to politicians? Governor. Why does that apply that the, the bottom line here is some sort of business model where it's all about profit? It's not about profit. You know, I, I trust the fact that when I open my sink, that I'm going to have water that comes out that's not going to poison me or poison my children. And when you fail to do that, I think that's a criminal act. I think hey, that's well, a, hey, as Pat, much a criminal act as if you saw somebody that you could have rescued and you didn't. You know, it's, an, it, it's, it, it's not an act of malfeasance. It's an act of lack of being able to do what you're supposed to do. And to me, you should be absolutely held responsible. You should go to prison behind this. We'll, we'll, get, we'll, we'll let this go in a second. But Governor Snyder, uh, he uh, got bottled water for all the people that worked in the state offices in Flint, Michigan. And in fact, I think GM went and, went and got another water source as well. But yet the people still had to drink that water. And get this, as of a couple of months ago, they were still getting bills, Pat. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They of were course, because st- you know, the funding of the machine is not going to change. But you know, the fact that you violated the basic core principle of of trust on that, you know, trust is a, a real interesting. I hope I'm not going too far afield. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll let this go real quick. Interesting thing, you know, when you lose it, it's very difficult to reestablish it. And I do a lot with uh, veterans coming back from war. They get get all wrapped up because of traumatic injuries and, and uh, military trauma, and they end up in the court system. And then, and if they do the right thing and, and respond to treatment, basically they get exonerated, go back to the day before they started. But the one one problem we have, starting off initially and throughout the uh, the treatment program itself, is reestablishing trust. They don't trust. They don't believe it. They think everything has got to be looked at with a jaundiced eye. And you would think in a society we would have some things that we could trust. We could trust that I'm, when I make a call for 911, some police officer is going to come and respond to my need. That when my house is burning down, I call the number, you know, firefighters show up and do it. If I have a medical emergency, somebody takes care of me. But when you can't trust that, then, you know, really it's a violation. It's okay. as much a violation um, as any trust relationship you would have. Well, let me put you on the spot. I'm, the, I'm on the American Forces Network, which means we're in like in every military base in the, in the world right now, U.S. military base. And i got to ask you this. I'm not in favor of wounded warriors in, in these charitable pro- projects that are on the side because I think the government should take care of every single need these guys have, and people shouldn't be having to, to donate money to take care of guys and get them wheelchairs and that kind of stuff. Man, the G, listen, they sent them over there, whether it was under false pretenses or not to, to Iraq. The bottom line is they sent them over there, and they're responsible for them. I don't think we should be done. I mean, I see these. I see a lot of vets in San Francisco. They're, they're homeless. They're on the street, Pat. Right. Well, Two things. Number one, first and foremost, to every person who has served at every level at anything that is service-related in this country, thank you. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that's a simple statement to say. Just thank you. Number number two is, I, I don't disagree with that, Pedro. I think that's absolutely right. I think in America what we have is 
we have really a, a surrogate society. We don't have a participatory society. Less than 1% of this country serves in the military. It's 0.85%. That's, and that's horrendous when you think of the amount of work that they're doing. Less than 1% do, uh, deal with it. The other thing I think is this, is that we can throw a lot of money. We can throw a lot of expertise. We can sit around and have... Uh, therapy sessions, and all those things are wonderful. And I think the VA is actually, in spite of itself, trying to do some really good, extraordinary measures to try and deal with the issues that are involved. But the number one thing that needs to happen is that we need to bring our veterans home by embracing them to ourselves. If they don't trust, it's because they've been, their trust has been violated. Let's reestablish that. If, they, if we don't know who they are, let's reach out and bring them and make them part of this quote-unquote mainstream America. And we're not going to do that by taking an extra five cents on our tax bill and doing it. We're going to do that. I do that as a veteran by leaning out to another veteran and saying, listen, you know, I made a lot of mistakes along the way, but here's some mistakes that you can avoid. Try this, one-on-one -on -one participation. And let's validate the experience by personal contact for each and every one of these veterans coming home. I mean, I would love to see a program where there would be something, um, tax credit or whatever they want to do, or just an appeal to the goodness of this country by saying, every veteran that comes here, this is your adopted family. They're going to stay with you while you transition back into our society. I would love to see that happen. It happens in other countries in the world. The great Pat Russell, referee extraordinaire, San Diego, California. Now, what kind of dogs do you do? do, you, uh, do you, <laughs> talk, you talk about the dogs real quick. Sure, rescue dogs. I have uh, two golden retrievers and one um, Roddy Beagle. Okay, as my wife informs me. I don't. I'm not sure. We call her Wendy the Attack Sausage. She was. Uh, she was built to be a. Um, a guard dog, and that now it turns out she guards us. And, you know, she's just great. Well, all the best to you and your wife, and we will, I hope to have you back real soon, okay? I'd love to do it, Pedro. Thank you so much. Pat Russell on Ring Talk Live, worldwide open phone lines, coast to coast, 1 800 This is Ring Talk Live, worldwide. Check it on Sports Byline. Here's an urgent alert from the Student Loan Hotline. The average student loan debt is $25,000. Have you been out of college for 10 or more years and you're still making your student loan payments? If you are struggling with paying off your student loan, if you are past due, we can help. Nationwide Student Loan Relief can now restructure your student loans. We can get your student loans out of default, stop any wage garnishments, stop harassing collection calls, and even eliminate your student loan payment. If you can't afford your student loans, or if you're past due and you need help, you must call right now. We will restructure your loan or your money back, and that's a guarantee. So call the Student Loan Hotline right now. 800-949-8707. 800-949-8707. Eight hundred nine four nine eighty seven zero seven eight hundred nine four nine eight seven zero seven. We all know health care has changed drastically. It's quite the puzzle to sort through your options and find a health insurance plan that's affordable and maximizes your benefits. 
And you are now required by law to have health insurance or you may pay a tax penalty. So let the Health Markets Insurance Agency help you. They offer plans from over 120 different companies and can even help you obtain government subsidies. Let them do all the research for you and show you how affordable health insurance can be. A service that's at no extra cost to you. Call now and learn your options to find affordable health insurance. 800-614-1242. 800-614-1242. Health Markets Insurance Agency is the DBA or assumed name of Insphere Insurance Solutions, Inc., which is a licensed insurance agency in all 50 states and D.C. Not all agents are licensed to sell all products. Service availability varies by state. Attention. If you're in the market for a power scooter to reclaim your freedom, we have great news. Hartway, one of the world's leading manufacturers, has new factory direct power scooters for as little as $39 a month. Now you can stay active and have the freedom that a power scooter can give you. For over 20 years, we've been building the best and most reliable power scooters in the marketplace. And now with our new direct-to-consumer division, we can offer you wholesale prices. Plus, with Hardway Care Service, you are always protected. You will not find a better power scooter for as little as $39 a month anywhere. And with free shipping, if you call today, you can have a new power scooter delivered to your door for free in days. Financing is easy with your credit card or PayPal credit. Call now. 1-800-427-0183. 1-800-427-0183. That's 1-800-427-0183. 1-800-427-0183. Now more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. Check it. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. You're inside looking at the world of boxing and MMA. Of course, this hour we're talking boxing. Next hour we're talking MMA. Ring Talk Live Worldwide airs Saturdays and Sundays, 11 a.m. Pacific time. Saturday for an hour. Time both combine both boxing and a little MMA into that one hour. And we come back on Sunday with an 11 a.m. show, an hour of boxing and an hour of mixed martial arts. Wait, we're not done. Then we come back Monday. Sirius XM Satellite Radio, 5 p.m. Pacific Time, an hour of boxing and an hour of mixed martial arts. So straight up, lots of ring talk live worldwide, of course, emanating from the Sports Byline Studios in the city by the bay, San Francisco, California. Now, the world heavyweight champion, Tyson Fury, 25-0, like 21 wax. Of course, the giant gypsy, 6'8", 6'9", call him what you want, but he beat Vladimir Klitschko because... He was bigger than Klitschko. People say, well, Klitschko didn't throw any punches. Well, he didn't throw any punches because he had a guy that was punching at him that was bigger than him. It was different. It was queer. It was alien. He didn't realize what was going on. He couldn't fathom this. I mean, when you're six foot seven inches tall, you're never going to come into a, 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 a situation where you're going to fight a guy that's bigger than you. I mean, come on. How, how often that's going to be? Not very often. Like a left-hander, like when you fight a left-hander. I practice all my entire life, folks. To fight left hands. I am a left hander. I fight southpaw and I fought orthodox both ways, switch things around, okay? So I trained hard to fight a left hander, really trained hard to fight a left hander. 
Went down to um, Las Vegas, fought at the Showboat Hotel and the National Golden Gloves in 1984, and they got licked like a stamp by Ernie Chavez. Why? Because he was left-handed and made a couple of mistakes that you really, you really don't make uh, when you're fighting an orthodox fighter, but you make them against a left-handed guy, and it is all over. So straight up, we're looking at all kinds of things as far as Tyson Fury is concerned. I mean, I guess he does want to fight Tyson, does want to fight Vladimir Klitschko in the rematch. They say Klitschko didn't throw enough punches. I said it really wasn't Klitschko throwing the punches. It was the fact that Tyson Fury was as busy as he was. Now, David, uh, David Hay, another mouth that roared from the U.K., a former WBA champion, off a couple of years now. I think he's had one comeback fight after some serious shoulder injury. But, of course, he's a star over there. He can, like, he can fill Wembley Stadium. In fact, him and Tyson Fury could probably fill Wembley Stadium two or three times. But first, we've got to get through this rematch. Will it happen? They're still not announcing it. Tyson Fury's still going back and forth. I think Tyson's a little upset because he wants uh, a little bit more of the lion's share in the rematch. I mean, you know, why should Vladimir live off past Laurel's baby? You lost your title. You're fighting for my title now. Accept what you uh, get as a challenger, and that's just the way it is. But then again, you know, Vladimir brings a lot of pay-per-view dollars to the bank. What do you mean pay-per-view dollars? Not in the United States, obviously. Can't sell 10, 10 homes in the U.S., but he can sell homes in the uh, in, in Germany and in Russia and places like that, in different former, former uh, parts of the Soviet bloc if they've got pay-per-view. I mean, straight up, he's big ratings over there, draws 70,000 people sometimes into those soccer stadiums. So, I mean, Klitschko is the man in Germany, but now Klitschko is no more. The new man is Tyson Fury. Now, like him or not, Tyson's a big dude. I don't know how long it'll last as heavyweight champion because I think he's got a a bit of a soft head. I think it was Steve Cunningham, the aforementioned Steve Cunningham, who will be taking on Glowacki, Kraz uh, Glowacki for the WBO Cruiserweight title in April. Um, he knocked Tyson Fury down. Tyson Fury said it was a slip. I said, no, no, you got clipped right on the top of your head. You must have a soft head and not a soft chin. Anyway, Tyson Fury looks to want to do things with people like, guess who? Anthony Joshua. He wants to fight Anthony Joshua. That would be amazing. It really would. He and Anthony Joshua, that would like sell out 19 Wembley stadiums in the UK. Straight up, lots of boxes to talk about always right here on Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Don't forget to join us each and every Saturday and Sunday, 11 a.m. Pacific time right here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. Next on many of these same Sports Byline affiliates, Ring Talk Live Worldwide talks MMA. Our executive producer, the great Scott Cuddy, thanks to him. Until next time, peace, love, much respect. Oh, my